Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. girl. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And this week I have on such a good friend of mine. She's also a regular co-host on my radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Darren Carp. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. I feel like, first off, it's been a while since I've been on Taste of Taylor. Good to see you again, hear from you again. But I feel like when you say ladies and gentlemen, it should be ladies and gentlemen and everything in between. Yes, Darren we should, Carr. actually. That's and everything really, in between. There Darren you go. Carr. There yes. you go. Well, hello, Taylor Stricker. So, Darren, the last time you were on, we were, like, giving our post-Pride, World Pride recap. Is that true? Is that the last time you were on? God, I think that's right. And so, so much has changed. Like over in, a year ago. Over a yeah, year ago. Yeah, because I think that must have been, when was Pride? End of June? So, I must have come on. Oh, I, you know what? You know how I remember when I came on? Because it was the week of, yes, but it was the week of July 4th. And if you remember, we had a holiday and I thought that we weren't going to record your radio show that day because it was, remember that holiday week and I missed it. And then I never forgave myself and I literally almost died because I disappointed you. (laughs) And I still can't get over it. Just FYI for For everyone else. For clarification, I don't give, I am the easiest. I I guess the word would be boss, which is very weird to say, but I'm the world's easiest Whatever. Yeah, fine. Fuck it, boss. Like, because I've been in radio so long, especially morning radio. Like, right now, the radio show is not, like, live in the morning because we can't go into the city into a studio because of, obviously, the pandemic. But when we were live, like, girl, on my first, one of my first days on the radio, I fucking overslept. I slept, like, till 12 p.m. I missed the whole goddamn show. Like, in morning radio, you get used to people like getting the wires crossed, people oversleeping. It just fucking happens. So like, totally. I'm very chill about it. But Darren is a nerd. And- <laughs> I'm just, I'm very hard on myself. You know, this is my say. friend. You you know this, we've yes. hung out before. Like we don't just work together. We've now been together for a long time. We've been friends. We've hung out in Sag Honey, we, we, we had a week in the Hamptons together. Yeah, I that's made right. you get and- wasted on Rosé. Yeah, I, we booed. Yeah, so like, you know now that like, it wasn't really a projection of like how you come across to me. It was no. an entirely projection of how I come across to myself. And like, you know, I've sort of said this to you before. It's funny because my new girlfriend is like notoriously late for everything. And she oh calls it God. like, she calls it Persian time. She's like, you got to get on Persian <laughs> time, babe. I'm like, okay, like, all right. Which is like nine hours late of everything else. <laughs> and I'm like half an hour early when I, you know, could be five minutes late. But I just, 
Listen, if you're kind enough to give me airwaves, if to have me as a guest on your show to be a co-host, you know, and like, I understand it's an employee-employer relationship, so I'm, no it's one's not. doing it. No, well, listen, I, you, you do pay me, right? I'm not doing it like- Not much. I mean, yes, like we, all of us are doing it out of the kindness of our hearts because the pay ain't much, but regardless- Fuck you, it's over minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but barely, barely. Not Let, barely. Let's just not say, barely. let's just say, guys, you should be happy I have I'm other jobs. My only job is not to- yes. bitch. Yeah, I am a right. small business. But my, my point is, is that like, listen, you're kind enough to accept me into your world and I want to treat you with respect. And so if you want me to come on at 8 a.m. and you expect me to be there, the yeah. least I could do would be arrive on time. Obviously, that never happens with me. It's not like I'm doing it every week. <clears throat> Matt Ryan, I'm sure, probably had that issue uh, going in. But I was just disappointed in myself and I never wanted to make you upset with me. That's well, all. no, Darren is Darren is so hard on herself. And it's so funny because. Darren is a big motherfucking deal and has been for a very long time. So how many years have you now been Andy Cohen's assistant? Nine and a half years. That's so fucking crazy. And that's also a testament to you. Because being able to be someone's assistant for that long... Somebody as difficult as Andy, might I add. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I've actually. I'm going to tell him you said that, you know. No, don't tell him. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm texting it to him right now. <laughs> no, actually, I have gone to know Andy over the years. I feel like more so now through Darren than ever before. Yeah. And when I first, well, I first knew Andy as a fan of, you know, sure. all things Housewives and Bravo. Hey, girl, hey. And I was very jealous of his job and therefore a total bitter <laughs> therefore bitch. Therefore you hated him. Yeah, you hated to- him. No, yeah, full yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to meet him when I would go to watch What Happens Live with Stassi. And then I was like, oh, this guy's like kind of chill and cool. But like then I was intimidated by him. And of course, like, you know, Andy's, I don't know, getting ready to do a show and talking to the guests that are going to be on it. Not talking to the jabronis that are with the guest. I would be the jabroni. It, you like, were a jabroni. You were a yes, f- official I was the jabr- well, according, You're to, the a Jabrona. Daily, You're according a Jabrona. to the Daily Mail, I'm just friend. friend which I don't was my fucking name. <laughs> literally, I wanted to print. I told you this on the radio, but I wanted to print it out. Have you sign it? And I just like cross out Stassi's face and I put like a huge arrow to you. So for clarification, I was just I just got back from L.A. I was with my girlfriend and I were staying with Stassi and Bo. Stassi and I went out, went to Neiman Marcus. Yes, because she's basic. And then we yeah. went to lunch in Beverly Hills. We didn't even know we were going to lunch. Literally, we had no idea the paparazzi around. Literally. I, yeah. It was the. It's it was, LA, by the way, sweetie. That's on you. Paparazzi well, maybe, are always around. Maybe you can speak to this. But you know what the thing is, Darren? I used to always think, and I think a lot of people think that, like, you know, even if you're a fan of Selling Sunset, and I know that you just had, who did you just have on your show? Reality Check for people I had Heather, Mary, and Amanza on. Amanza! Amanda's um, my jam. I fucking Amanda. love Amanza. She is fucking hot, dude. I've never seen a yeah. show, but like, she sh- I mean, tangent, but she showed up in this cat suit and I was like, oh, fuck uh, yeah. yeah. Her, <laughs> her attire is her styles, her fashion is yeah. so good. I love Amanza. I love Amanza. Mary, I need her to stop with the cutouts like right now. Fair. Like, she loves a shoulder cutout. She loves a boob cutout. She loves, she loves a cutout. cutout. She loves a cutout. She- and Heather is interesting because I I like Heather, but there are people who argue on like on you know the interwebs sure. that Heather is worse than Davina and that my friend Ooh. is the worst Ooh. insult in the world. So, I, but 
I, I I'm not one say, of them. I like Heather. I like Heather. I am. So obviously, and I know we're going to get to this. I do a show called Reality Check where I interview reality stars. And yes. I have become a fan of Dancing with the Stars because of that. And Chriselle is, that's her name? Chriselle? <laughs> yes, yes, Chriselle, yes, I know. I is know, I on think. Dancing with the Stars. So I'm going to probably interview her if, oh my and, God. if and when she gets eliminated. I'm not, I don't know, but I'm just saying if and when, then I get to interview her. Well, I, I started watching, I don't like Dancing with the Stars, but I started watching it because of Chriselle, because I'm such a fucking fan, okay? But anyway, the point is, on Selling Sunset, Christine, who's like the resident mean girl, she just is. I mean, lovable, but the resident mean girl. Yeah. Davine is just from literal hell. She Devine literally- Davine is a bitch name, though. Like, you all, you have Ugh. to be an asshole with that name. Like, you have to live Shh. up to it. I can't stand Davina. But, Chris- but Christine is like- just nasty, but like you can't help but adore her. And like she's just hot and her clothes are amazing and she's funny. So whatever. But so Christine was make actually making fun of Heather Ray. So Heather Ray, for those of you who don't know, is with this guy named Tarek. And he was on what HGTV had like a very his name breakup. is Tarek El Musa. I think he's on Flip or Flop or one of those. One of them. One of those HGVVs. He's he's cute. I've interviewed him too, he's and he's cute. very cute. Cute. But he's been in the public eye because he was on this TV show. He had a public divorce with his like you know now ex wife who looks exactly like Heather Ray. I mean, well, your boy has a type. Your okay. boy has a type. Okay. And um, but so Heather has because she's in. I mean, Heather's on a reality show. Tarek, Tarek, he's like a reality TV person. And so they're in the tabloids a lot. And so Christine sure. and Davina were making fun of Heather for like calling the paparazzi. And Christine in her like confessionals was very like, you know, bitch, like, I'm sorry, but the paparazzi are like following people around. And I have to say, when I was watching Selling Sunset recently, I was like, totally like, unless you're like Angelina Jolie or like Meghan Markle, the paparazzi aren't fucking following you around. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Yes, they are. Because I swear to God, I have never seen Stassi so shocked in my entire life. The next day when we were at dinner and she was on Daily Mail because she is a Daily Mail stan. And she was like, what? This is what she said. What the fuck? And then she showed me the picture and she was like, I'm not wearing my cute outfit. Where were they? And I mean, first you know of all, I, I thought she looked adorable. She's so cute pregnant. But... My point is, her reaction was not somebody who was like, and then I called them, bitch. You no, were right. smiling. She was genuinely, like, shooketh to her core. And I can tell you, we were walking together. We Neither one of us saw them. It was like, it's they're stealthy and they're creepy. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically how paparazzis get their job. I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, I think people blame paparazzis. But I'm like, listen, they're fighting for the photo to feed their family, too. It is a job. And it might be intrusive, but, like, somewhat, some tabloids paying for them. I'm Actually, li- shockingly, it wasn't intrusive. We didn't even see their fucking asses. Well, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, in general, that's true. I mean, he's not, but, like, we have to talk about how Stasi's standing Daily Mail because Daily Mail is like she loves Daily Mail, but that's like saying like, oh my! I mean, grand. It's very like TMZ national. That is not true. It's very like National Enquirer to me. Like that's every time I get, every they time I get a Daily Mail stories. Every time I get a, every time I get a headline from Daily Mail, it's like you'll never believe what Meghan Markle threw up today. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? I want to know news? that. I, I want to know that. I, that's that's the tea we all want to know. These are the questions I don't get to ask on my show. Uh, my girl, my girlfriend, Taylor, yes, she yes. 
you met her a couple times. I know her. I, I, I frequent the Donahue. Yes. She, um, don't say it like that. That sounds scandalous, dear. Now you're oh. sounding like the Inquirer. Uh, okay, but you have no problem saying that your dad has a massive crush on your girlfriend. But when one of your friends Wait. who's gay, who's of age appropriateness, says that about your Darren? girlfriend, that crosses a line. Okay. First of all, okay. number one, oh, yeah, these number are one. the stories yeah, give we me talk about one. behind the paywall. Don't yeah. bring this a taste of Taylor. I'm my just dad, saying. inappropriate crush on my girlfriend that is... That amuses me is not a conversation. You're behind a paywall. I'm not behind a paywall. Okay. (laughs) Number two. Number two. My dad is way safer than you. You lesbian, you beautiful, I, successful lesbian. <laughs> there are just so many things, again, concurrently wrong with this statement, but we will keep going. Let's just say, I know Taylor Donahue. I have never touched her lips, but I have shaken her hand. How dare you touch her? So, <laughs> so anyway, she is addicted to Daily Mail, too. You should, the two of oh them, God. they're like, Daily Mail, Daily Mail, Daily Mail. Like, oh, no, I'm talking... Morning till night, Taylor Donahue and Saucy are like, they're they're peeping on the Daily Mail. So anyway, so she saw the picture, but I will say like, and she, it wasn't that she was like, ill paparazzi. She was just like, oh, I didn't even see them. But for me, I had like an, oh, I had like a, a eureka moment where I was like, oh my God. There are people that don't call the paparazzi. I just experienced it. So I just like a little PSA for everybody who thinks every time you see a picture of a celeb that isn't like, you know, Meghan Markle or I don't know who else who's like like George Clooney that they're paying or calling the paparazzi. That is erroneous. (laughs) Erroneous on accounts. They're yeah. not, they're just there. It was wild. I mean, it I will crazy. say, and we know, and listen, we know some people who've been on your show before. I'm not going to name names in our eye who call the paparazzi on themselves. Oh, and we know some people. We know a bishop too that we call know. the paparazzi. <laughs> we, we know do. some people that call the paparazzi for oh, sure. I know exactly who you're speaking of. And yes, that one calls the paparazzi a lot. I wish I could call the paparazzi. Well, I, I mean, would- but I think but, you know, like, if someone, like Stasi, for example, when she's like, oh my God, I wasn't wearing a grayed out. I mean, granted, Stasi is like just dripping with like sex appeal and is so attractive always, that, like, always. I'm sure when she wakes up. I mean, the good thing I like about Stasi, though, is she has talked about her, um, what is the psoriasis? What does yeah, she, she have? Yeah, she talks about her psoriasis. She is psoriasis. Psoriasis. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just didn't want to, I wasn't. I'm not teasing nope. her. I'm just trying not to uh, fuck it up. But like, she talks about that a lot on her Instagram, she's and it's super actually open and honest. she's super open and honest about it. And obviously, like, I can see the difference between her having a breakout and her not having a breakout of psoriasis. But even with psoriasis, I'm like, damn, girl, you are oh, gorgeous. She and like, she is so gorgeous, no matter what she I, steps out in. And I'm not saying that people with psoriasis aren't. I'm just saying that, like, you know, when you have a condition and something like that, you think that would be your worst look. And so, but you can always tell, like, who calls the paparazzi on themselves and not. Because it's the people who are, like, completely glammed. It's the Taylor Strickers of the world who are, like, I look through my outfits 400 fucking times a day. Well, I happen to be wearing red dress. I saw that. I saw that. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. If you're a listener (laughs) of, if you're a listener of the show or you've known me for a while, Red dress is a thing in, it's, it's like a part, it's like, it's, it's her like, favorite I love dress. Sunset, right. I love Wendy's chili and I fucking love red dress. Okay. Red dress is like my thing. It's like, it's like my go-to pretty dress. Red dress was what you wore on younger, getting younger, right? Red dress I wear constantly, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and so I happened to just have red dress on. So I was also like, oh God, people are down. Definitely going to think that we called the paparazzi because I, because they're like Taylor Strecker knew. As soon She's as wearing I red dress. That, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, 
this bitch knew she was going out for wait, lunch at Beverly Hills. Wait, I saw the same thing. Wait, wait. So I wore it because it was a cool day and I wanted a chance to wear a red dress. And I was like, here's the perfect day. It's not going to be hot outside. So there you go. But I literally, when the pictures came out, like, because it, it took 24 hours for us to even see the pictures. Sure. And when they came out, Darren, I immediately thought, oh my God, Stassi's going to think I called the paparazzi because I'm wearing red dress. <laughs> Okay, well, your Just thought that way, like she didn't think that. Like, all right, Stassi, if you're listening, I thought the same thing, Stassi, and I'm still not convinced. Even though they were sleuth, I'm still not convinced it wasn't like Donahue Can hiring. You imagine some, like, if I fucking call the paparazzi. Honestly, get the though, fuck out of here. The only reason I thought that, well, well, the, the only two reasons that I you that did. I held back. Number one was because you were completely behind and like just a touch out of focus in the picture. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. if Taylor did it, she would make sure to be standing next to Stassi. I'd be, I'd be doing fucking Arm around her. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I was like, so this isn't possible. Like, no chance. And then, like, obviously, you would have made sure that the paparazzi knew your name not to call you friend and actually Hello? say Taylor Strecker. So and, I knew. And, and, and it's like in Daily Mail, like, Jesus Christ, you've invited me to your Christmas party. Get on fuck. Maybe it was the mask. I'll give it to you because we're in a pandemic. No. But give me a break. No, give me a break. They should know who you are with that red dress. Over, over and over again, friend, friend. <laughs> like we get it. I'm no one. I have no name. <laughs> You're just friends with people who have names, like me. <laughs> exactly. Precisely my point. Yes. Wait, so to go way back. So when I first met, um, so Andy. When, yeah. So so Andy. So. So first was like just starstruck, then got jealous and turned bitter. And then I actually, he started a station on Sirius XM Radio. Yes, so we did. did a cross promotion and I met him and he was like, he was just very matter of fact with me. He looked me square in the eyes. I feel, I've, I've told you the story, but I'm going to say it again because we have new listeners all the time here on Taste of Taylor. Yeah, and, oh also, um, and also, I need, I want to fucking flex. So Maybe we should him. call this podcast Taste of Friend. Just saying. <laughs> You're so shady, and I fucking love you. <laughs> so Andy comes in, and he's like this. It wasn't it wasn't mean, yeah. but it wasn't nice. Right? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it was it was matter of fact, and he looked at me and he said, "Your show on Serious Time, your show is very popular," and I was like, "It is. <laughs> my name is Friend." <laughs> Who am I? Oh Who my God. I? Yeah. And I was like, thank you. And he was like, oh yeah, for sure. And it was like, he like, it was just, and then we like did the cross promotion, but he just like had this like respect to him that was so cool that I wasn't anticipating. And then, oh my God. So do you know who Carly Aquilino is? Yeah, you've talked about her before. So Carly, she was on Girl Code and like she, she I actually just watched a movie with Pete Davidson. It's called The King of um, Staten Island. Yeah. I thought it was going to be such a piece of shit movie. It's fucking awesome. I watched really? it on a plane ride. Okay. It's honestly, great actors in it. Pete Davidson is amazing. Him and his butthole eyes can get it. I get it. After watching the movie, I was like, oh, really? I get how he gets all that. Yeah, that tail. He gets like, he's he's ugly hot. He just is. So anyway. Yeah, there is a thing as ugly sexy, I will say that. And he's tall. If he weren't tall, though, we would not be is having this he conversation. Tall? Yes, he's very he tall. Not, he looks like a, like 5'10", like normal. No, I thought he was like tall and lanky. Girl, I heard he had a big dick. And you know how you and I feel about oh dicks. Oh my God, yeah. We, lo lo <laughs> we love, love them here. Them. Love them here on Taste of Friend. <laughs> love them here. So, mm, but so Car a dick. Carly, mm. Carly, shut up. Carly actually dated Pete and she was in the movie. 
Um, so anyway, whatever. The, the truth is, I watched the movie because I wanted to see Carly. Yeah. And anyway, so Carly was my co-host when I was on SiriusXM. And there was one day that after I interviewed Andy, he walked down the hall and he waved to me. And I spazzed, Darren. I was like, hi, hi, like such a nerd. And Carly looked at me and burst out laughing and goes, Oh my God, she has like this accent. Oh my God, who are you waving at? You just look like such a loser. And I was like, oh, oh my, oh my God. God, I almost just spit out um my so shake that I'm sipping. Oh my God, you look like a loser. You look like such a loser. Yeah, yeah, taste, taste a loser. The taste a loser. I am going to say loser from now loser. on to you. That's so good. So anyway, so uh, I embarrassed myself in front of Andy. But, but now you I, like Andy. Now you love Andy. I, well, well, I embarrassed myself, but he was still kept waving at me at Sirius. I guess at that point we were like kind of co-workers. He, gave, he had a respect for me. It was cool. And I then, wouldn't say he had a respect for Shut you. up, bitch. <laughs> Fine, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just friend. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, oh, sorry. She needs friends. Let me wave. Friend just got out of friend just got out of control. Yeah. Friend just got too big for her britches. That's right. So, That's right. But then I started working with Darren like years afterwards. Well, yeah, because years. It was after years I got afterwards. fired from Sirius that I yep. started the Taylor Strecker show, and um, and then I started to get to know Andy like through your eyes, and I, he's like, he's a cool fucking guy, you know. I mean, and, that, like, that's the thing about this is like. That's the, that's the interesting thing about this is that, you know, I think a lot of people, and I've always said, like, what you see is what you get for sure with him. Like, there's yes. there's no doubt in my mind. Like, he is just a true, he's a true talent. But I think one of the reasons that I started doing Ask Andy for sure was that a lot of people didn't really get to see our reaction from a business side. You know, they didn't get to see a boss interacting with an assistant who wants to do what he wants to do. You know, there's so many celeb assistants who obviously want to get into film, but it's not necessarily that they want to be actors, right? They want to be a director, a producer, and that's kind of their way in. I'm doing this because he's a great mentor for me. Obviously, it's a really good job, but there is people get to see the boss of Andy Cohen. They get to see the host of Andy Cohen, but they don't really get to see this like mentorship between us and kind of getting to discover that on my own. I mean, and him coming on my people TV reality check show this this past week was like we have got to talk about this because this is like a major moment. So you're Andy's assistant for nine and a half years. Yes. But then you're also I mean, you've been doing on camera stuff at Bravo for a while now. And I just want to say for the record. It speaks volumes to Andy, a boss, when you are in an industry like we're in and you have like somebody that works for you that also has those dreams and aspirations. There's a lot of bosses that want to they want to swat that down. They want to they want to stifle that. They don't want somebody who want who's on that trajectory. Andy, like he's the opposite. He's like bringing you into like those E-Trader commercials. I mean, like he's really such a support system for you following that path of hosting. No, he is. I mean, and and that's the thing about him is like when he came on my show, you know, I said to him, I was like, the thing I love about him is that he puts people in positions to win, you know, and he wants people to succeed. That's what he wants. And, you know, I often talk to him about it. Like I talked to him about Sirius and Radio Andy because he has some Bravo talent that has their own show. Jeff Lewis, for example, who's no longer Bravo talent, but certainly had a show for 10 years on Bravo and flipping out. And like Jeff Jeff, Lewis is a phenomenal radio show host. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's read text messages on air from Andy, like personal text messages, you know? And like, I I asked him, I was like, you put people in position to win, but like sort of what's the line there? You know, how much of you as a Bravo executive and then how much of of you is like this radio host who wants to create great content, you know? And, and sometimes it's a really hard line to kind of come across. But for me, for me, you know, he's, he says, you know, listen, 
a win for Jeff Lewis is a win for me. A win for the housewives is a win for me. Like it, it doesn't have to be all of my wins and only my wins. You know, when Luann wow. or Nene or Bethany get their own talk shows and this and that, and Garcelle goes on the reel, he's not saying it's all attributed to me and blah, 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 blah. But he's like, that's great for me. That's great for the brand that I've created. And certainly for me, when we did BravoCon this last November, I got to do this big ass Gandhi in front of like 2,500 people. And, Sick. you know, I, I was interviewing him and he was like, let me just say, you know, he He's like, let me just take a full moment. He's like, Darren came in to interview me when she, interview for this job when she was 23. She said she wanted to be a game show host. He's like, most people would be totally off put by that. He's like, but I got her. I understood her. She was me. And like, she's doing now, she's following my footsteps. She's doing everything that she can possibly doing to follow me. And, and like, I couldn't be prouder of her. And at that moment, like, I feel like everyone could sort of understand like the type of, when I say he's my father or kid, depending on what he's doing, it's like, I really look up to him in so many ways and he's your mentor. He's my mentor beyond. And like, there's, there's, there's a lot of things to say, right? Because I've been with him for nine and a half years. So part of it is that there's a trust between us and he doesn't want to get a new assistant because who wants to train a new assistant, especially after you've become so wildly famous, who do you trust in this world? You know, I came with him. Granted, he was, he was a name when I came with him. I'm not saying this is attributed to me, but really on his rise of fame, that's when I started with him in in, yes. in 2011 when he was on like one or two nights a week, you know, and he didn't write yep. the books yet. He didn't have the radio show yet. He didn't do all that stuff. He wasn't hosting New he Year's. He wasn't touring. Like yes, exactly. exactly. And so I came in at such a good time. And, you know, when the People TV reality check thing happened, it was such a big opportunity for me because it was finally my show. And I wasn't Andy's assistant. I was Darren yes. Karp. And as much as I want to be associated with Andy's assistant, I also want to be my own person, you know, and yes. I want to show that I can do it on my own. And I sat him down and I said, listen, I got this really good opportunity and it's four days a week and I'd have to be in studio for most of the day, like 12 to four. And I was yep. like, but I'll come in earlier. I, I'll stay later. Like I want, he was like, just do both. Not a big deal. He's like, he's like, I want you. That's great. How much are you getting paid? Uh, you know, what can I do? And let me just say he's this. Asking, and he was asking how much you're getting paid to make sure you're getting paid fair. It, well, and, and to follow up with this, and most people don't know this and and any industry, not just entertainment, I'll show you how rare this is. Um, you know, I, I, I've been doing it for almost a year now and I and I sort of approached the subject. I was like, would you be willing to come on my show? Because I, I would really right. love to have you. And, you know, I don't want you to feel obligated. I don't want you to feel like you have to, but I would really love it. And I would love to interview. And he was like, when's your contract up? And I was like, oh, it's a certain cycle. I don't want to get into it. I mean, he's like a certain cycle, blah, 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 blah. I set a date and he was like, leverage my appearance to get you more money. Like, I love him. Like no one, no one says that. Like no one says that. And whether or not I did that or whether or not I could, the fact that he was thinking for me in that way yeah. was just so, it like touched me in such a way that I don't, I have never heard any other person doing that. I mean, listen, I remember meeting a lot of famous people when he took me to go do Love Connection and he was hosting yeah. that on Fox. And this was my big studio, like game show. Like I was just stoked. And I meant you're like in the dream. In the dream. And he was like, I want you with me every second. Listen to what I do, all the decisions. So this will help you and blah, 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 blah. And I was meeting all these other famous people's assistants, just like being on the Warner, like, you know, lot, Fox lot. And they were like, come over, like, let's smoke. And we'll trade war stories about our famous celeb bosses. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, I was like, oh my God, yes, right? I was like, a hundred. And I told Andy, I'm doing this. I was like, I'm going to go swap war stories with like X and the X assistant. He was like, oh my God, do that. Smoking and li- the gone, smoking smoke, the weed. Smoking the weed, smoking the herbs. <laughs> By the way, did you hear, did you hear that Kendall Jenner smokes weed now? That's like her thing. She's a pot, huge pothead. Oh, now she smokes weed? Give me a break. She's been smoking <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, guys, smoking weed's really cool. It's like, yeah, we already knew that 500 years ago. Thanks, Kendall Jenner. Okay. Um, sweet. Great. I've been smoking weed for a long time here. Um, and, uh, you know, we I ended up sitting down with a bunch of these assistants, and they were telling me these horrible, I'm talking like horrible stories. And You're like just, talking like Ellen DeGeneres level. Oh, bad beyond. Stories. Like you couldn't beyond. breathe in a certain like queue or something like that. And, and this was kind of right before all that Me Too stuff came out. So this was maybe mm-hmm. six or seven months before the Harvey Weinstein thing, where we were all like okay. sitting down and talking about it. And so these stories, I was like, you know, you kind of hear about it, like you knew what's going on, but you can't, you don't know what to pinpoint or anything. And they got around to me and they were like, tell me the worst thing Andy's ever done for you. Like, oh my God, he must be so difficult. And I was like, um, uh, well, uh, one time, like he, he got mad at me for uh, mistaking a speech, but then he apologized profusely and, and felt really bad. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, get out of the apartment. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I They're don't. like, when I go home tonight, I'm going to be put in my cage. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really know what to say to that. You know, and it was and it reminded me because when I first started working for him, maybe in the first nine months, he had this speech to do with Sarah Jessica Parker. And it was in front of her and he introduced me to her and everything. And it was my you know, he was like, print out these note cards, make sure they're on this, this and that. And he prints out everything. It's like my first big project. I'm meeting SJP. This is very huge. After his speech is done, he kills it. Seems fine. After speech, he was Darren, you printed out the wrong speech. And I was like, oh, what? Like, I, pr- I was like, I was like, I, I could have sworn I printed out what you sent me. Like, I, I, I'm so sorry. You know, like you always take the heat no matter what you go. I'm so sorry. This won't happen again. I'll double, I'll triple right. check. And he was like, he was like, whatever. You know, and I just, I was so hard on myself. An hour later, he emails me and he goes, you know, I let, I looked back through my emails and I did send you the wrong speech and it was my fault and I'm sorry. Wow. And like, you know, he never had to say that. He could have just let me, the speech was done. You know, he could have just let me feel like I made the mistake, never make it again and move on. But no, he fucking took ownership for it and checked to make sure that I wasn't being bad, but took ownership for it because he, he gave me the benefit of the doubt. And like a lot of people don't do that, let alone a boss to an assistant relationship. It's the assistant's fault always, you know, and he's just, he's not the type of guy to ever blame me just to blame me. Um, the only other big mistake I ever made though was during a black tie event I forgot to tell him it was black tie and he (laughs) he showed up in like a in like a Grateful Dead t-shirt no even worse he showed up in like a a pale blue Jordan almond suit that was like mint green at a black tie event and it was so funny and he he still didn't blame me but he was like Darren you need to tell me the dress code for these things and I was like oh uh." it was it was just great we've had a great time and you know, I'm able to laugh about it now because certainly, you know, just like making a mistake to not see your radio show, he right. knows I'm harder on myself than he will Truly. ever be. And so I think that's also a testament to our relationship. Like he knows he doesn't need to yell at me or doing this because no. I'm already hating myself. No one needs to ever yell at Darren because Darren's already yelling at herself. Tr- trust me. Like I'm already grounding myself from something I did in third grade. Like that's just me. And so <laughs> you're still, you're still on probation. From pretty much. Pretty that much. Third grade incident. Yes. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So then to come full circle and have Andy on the show, like, what was it like? Were you like, 
Were you nervous? Yes. Were you excited? What What was it like? Uh, well, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, obviously, I want to be prepared for every interview. But I was like, guys, we need to make I, I want to vet all these questions. I want to make sure we get everything in for Radio Andy. I just I don't want it to just be gossip. I want to make sure that he knows that like we're there to do everything. And of course, like he's there to promote his five years of Radio Andy. And obviously, we have a ton of like Denise questions for him, Brandy questions for him, like housewives in general questions for him. But I was like, guys, I want to focus this on Radio Andy just so he knows. And then a as soon as he gets on camera, he goes, oh, you don't need to ask me any Radio Andy questions there. And he's like, ask me all the gossip you want. I'll give it to you. And I was like, I are, love are we joking? And so, okay, wait, yeah. so people can go watch this. It's on peopletv.com. It's called Reality Check. It's on peopletv.com. If you, if, 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 peopletv.com tab for Reality Check, you can see all my videos with Andy. It's also on Twitter. It's also on YouTube. If you looked up Amazing. Andy Cohen, People TV Reality Check, all the videos will come up. We play a game cast on blast and he kind of has to say something light and something shady about some of the housewives that I picked and oh. he gave me gave me great Denise Richards tea that no one knew and you're gonna give it to me right now yes which which I'll give it to you right now so basically so the third part of the reunion I don't know when this when is this uh, podcast this airing? is the, this tomorrow okay so so <laughs> the third part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion will have already aired so we're done with Beverly Hills right like okay wait, wait. okay so to, today is Wednesday but tomorrow is Thursday and this is coming out tomorrow yes right? so Beverly like, Hills ooh. Yes. Okay, so Beverly Hills um, reunion part three is on Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So okay, when this airs, it will have watched everything. Okay. So just 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 tell me. I'll spoil it for me. Just tell me. It's not. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's a spoiler in the reunion. But what I'm saying is like everyone wants to know like is Denise lying? Right. This whole season it was like yes. Blah 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 blah. Then last week before Andy comes on, it's announced that she's not coming back to Beverly Hills. She. So she announced that just for reference sake. So she announced it. Literally in the middle of the, the reunion, reunion part two. Right. Can we talk about that really quickly? Like, yeah. why would she do that strategically? Did she? I have a theory. My theory is I think that she wanted to. Okay. I feel like Denise wanted to. She, she's working in like a 1985 PR maneuver where she's like, all my fans support me. So if they know I'm leaving, they won't watch the rest of the reunions specials and that's why she did it or is that am I way off I don't think I don't think that would be a reason to do it I feel like it it would actually drive more press but let me ask you this as a a conspiracy theory as a fan (laughs) as a fan because I know too much but like as a fan when you saw her leaving were you like oh she's leaving because of what happened this season when I when I read the story last week that she was leaving, I thought it's got to be because she's so pissed about Brandy. And also, I know Andy did his like one on one with Brandy, and I think that that might have, in my fan opinion, I'm like that definitely pushed her over the edge. Well, so that's what I thought too, because I was like, I was like, Denise doesn't want to own up to anything that's been going on, and yes. like you know, she doesn't need this. And she was trying to like have control over everything. That's why she kept saying Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. You know, and right. like I was like, she's just done with it. So when I asked Andy, I was like, you know, this seems like pretty good timing. Like, did she quit? Like, did you guys not want her back? And he he told me, he was like, actually, she really did want to come back. We just couldn't find the right negotiation. He was like, so contra- like the contract negotiations, they just couldn't meet in the middle. But it wasn't that she didn't want to come back, which I thought was utterly fascinating and, adly- and actually gave me a better perspective this season 
on Denise Richards because I was like, it's cowardly. Like when people walk, when you sign up to do a reality show about your life and you fucking walk away at a reunion or you refuse to answer or you get pissed off when things are talked about, I'm like, then don't sign up to be on a reality TV show. Like it is your fucking job to your extent. You have to be vulnerable. Like if you and Donna, you are having a fight and you're in a bad mood, it's kind of your job, maybe not to give every single detail about Donna, but it's your job to be like, Donahue and I are fighting because she's pissed that I snore and we're in a bad, and in a bad mood this morning and blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to do my work anyway. Like it's your job to do that. After years of doing radio, like I have to cop to when I'm in a bad mood. But like the thing is, so when I was married to husband, I was like threw him under the bus because in my opinion, it was always his fault. And also like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. I was mad at him. Plus he was a dude. So I would just like steamroll him. Like boys don't have emotions, right? Yeah. Um, Boys aren't humans. (laughs) But with Taylor, She's a girl and I love her so much. And so like, I like there are ways and you know what? Fuck that. I'm, I'm a, that, that, that what I just said before was a lie. There were so many times that I made myself sound like the crazy one in fights with husband to protect him, right. even though there was more to the story. But I felt like it was less entertaining and also like a total betrayal of trust. Right. Like you can what I'm trying to say is you can be honest about your like mood. Be like, I'm in a bad mood. I got in a fight with my significant other. But you can still spin it to make yourself the bad guy so that you protect them from public image you know what i'm saying a hundred percent i did that all the time you can be like three-fourths honest with the audience but like that's the thing like if denise like if there was an issue she could have just like put it on her and like protected aaron if they were in in a bad spot well that's what i thought i mean there was a lot of like lies going on but i thought that andy was why do you think she was lying why i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of reasons you know one i think that um she probably you know Listen, I don't think she's embarrassed about being with a woman. This woman was in wild things, right? I don't no. think it has anything to do with homosexuality at all. I don't think she's I like- I don't either. I, never, I, I think some of the housewives are definitely like that. We're like, ew, gross. I wouldn't hook up ew, with a woman, girl. right? I know. I can think of some of the conservative ones that I'm like, okay, like, but you're willing to like shit on air and like show your tits, but it's weird to hook up with a girl, but okay. Hmm. Who could you be talking about? <laughs> yeah, no one in particular. Yeah. So you put your foot in someone else's poop. Yeah, you're like, but no big deal. That's fine. But, but kissing a girl is disgusting. But you would never hook up with a man with tattoos. Yeah, right. Exactly. But that's just, just gross. Um, just disgusting. Uh, so I think there's, I think there's also part of it is like when you have kids and you know you're married to Charlie Sheen for three years and you're just constantly in the public eye, constantly in negative press. You know, like maybe she wasn't proud of the fact that it happened with someone who's, you know, Brandy Glanville has a reputation as we both know. Right. And, right. and, 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 you know, I like Brandy and she's great TV, but like, would I want to date Brandy? Like, no, no. I wouldn't want to date Brandy. And like, and I, and I think that's her shtick. I think that's her whole persona. You know, like even Kyle Richards was like, I don't like Brandy, but I've never known Brandy to be a liar. Like liar. Brandy, Brandy yes. doesn't lie. Like she may embellish here and there, but she certainly doesn't lie. And so I think Denise Richards, because she couldn't control that narrative felt off guard and sometimes sometimes the lie and the cover-up is much bigger than the actual action actual thing yeah 100 percent. and i think when you start that that it's hard to get out of it i do believe that her and aaron have an open marriage the only thing that makes sense is that actually they don't have an open marriage and she lied to brandy and she's protecting because i try to think you have to put yourself into these issues what's what she threatened by what she trying to protect so so the only thing i can come up with is it's either her her image as a mother in like court proceedings with Charlie Sheen that she can't talk about or her and Aaron don't really have an open marriage or maybe he said not with Brandy Glanville or whatever. And then 
she knew that her marriage was at risk if this information got out. But but well, how how egomaniacal of you to think that you could do something like that and keep it a secret when you're on a reality TV well, show? That's kind of my point. And so that like that's what's crazy. It's like you're going to do this and it's literally going to take up the entire season. I mean, the entire season was this. Nothing else happened this season, I would say. Like literally like there wasn't any yeah. big scandal that really no. happened like the only other funny thing was like Sutton and Garcelle like kind of getting involved in the group. And that was like pretty seamless, you know, to, yeah. for the most part. So this really took up almost the entire season. And, you know, my thought was, is like when she left, I was like, she's just done. She doesn't. But but Andy telling me that it was purely contract negotiations just made me feel like it, it put another twist into this entire thing where I was like, OK, Maybe she is, you know, like she's clearly not embarrassed to show up to something like, you know, she she clearly wants to be a part of it. Otherwise, she would have just been like, I quit. And so I definitely think that added a layer for me where I was like, maybe Denise isn't as as big of a liar as maybe I think she's being in this scenario. I definitely think she's lying, but maybe it's not as much as I actually thought. I thought the only reason she would do it, though, is if her and Aaron weren't open and she lied to hook up with Denise and Aaron doesn't like Brandy. Right. And so maybe she got embarrassed and just didn't want, like, I don't think it's a matter of hooking up with a girl. I think it was hooking up with Brandy. Me too. You know? Me too. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But she's not coming back like a hundo P. I mean, I guess you can never say never. It's possible. But he said it was contract negotiations and they couldn't make it work. So usually. thing too is Denise makes a lot of money, I've heard, because just she's Denise Richards. So she's on Bold and the Beautiful. She's on a regular show and like, she know everyone knows who she is. I mean, it's listen, a lot of these people are rich. You look at Sutton. She's fucking just chartering jets to Where fucking Europe. Where is her money from? I guess a divorce and her store or whatever, but like she's yeah, on I Housewives too, wrong. you know. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump was rich. She was on Housewives. So it's not really a matter of money. Look at Candy Burris. I mean, Candy Burris is a name. She went fucking mass singer. She's written songs. She's a millionaire like these people aren't necessarily coming on for the money. It's more it, it is a money play, but it's also like how to reinvent yourself and I thought, you know, Andy adding in that layer. And by the way, he also admitted that all the casting for New York City is done already. And no, so, what about me? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, sweetie, I hate to say it, but you're not in New York anymore. You're such, you know what? Pasadena's not in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's true, but it's not a different state. It's not Fuck a different. You. It's not a different Fuck state, you. sweetie. Fuck you. Just, you're from New Jersey. Exactly. But you know where I live? New York, New York City, yes. You live in New York City. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Well, I'll be on fucking Jersey House. That's fine. I know. I think you and Margaret would just totally like hit me it too. off. And I mean, Dolores is we, like, ugh. I mean, Dolores already loves me. Margaret already loves me. I could be their spicy young Lezo friend. I know, and sweetie, I would give Teresa I'm, such I'm, a hard time. Sweetie, I'm their spicy Lezo friend. You're their boring <laughs> lesbian friend, sweetie. No, excuse well, me. You're you're just friends. My apartment's nicer than yours. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. Hundred percent well, true. I, well, you know, it could be taken away from me at any moment. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> but I can see it now. You know, when like Tanya, they have like a friend come on Housewives, and it's like you know, friend of Nini, friend of Margaret. Yours is just gonna be friend. That's it. Friend. You're just, just everyone's friend. friend. It could be oh anybody. My God. Yes. Oh my God! I'm like fucking. What's her name? Kim D. Oh you are, no! You're the. <laughs> You're the Kim T. You're the Kim. You're the Kim D. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry so to disappoint rude. you. It's I know. So rude. Okay, so Darren, before I let you go, because yes. I know we both busy, girl. Yeah. Friend is also busy. Yeah, over fr- here. friend has friend things to do. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Yes. So 
This is why I only have Darren on Taste of Taylor once a year. Yeah. She, she embarrasses me. Okay. So aside from Andy, of course, yeah. who has been like your favorite interview on uh, People.com's reality check? Oh, that's a really good question. I will say Tiffany Pollard, you know, New York. I love New York. Yeah. She always gives me such a great interview. The Jersey Shore cast was absolutely incredible. Like they played with me so much. I called Vinny Chip and Fails and like he totally took it. And they they were just so much fun. I mean, sometimes it's the people that you least expect that are going to be yep. great. Like Damon from Shark Tank was just like such a gentleman, so fucking sweet. He talked so well, just at me, teaching me these like life lessons. It was pretty great. And I've had some, I've had a really, really funny inter- interview with all of the housewives for sure. I mean, I hit on Robin Dixon. I feel like every time I have her on, cause she's just so, she's just so hot. Um, but Bow Wow was also a really, really good interview. Um, Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Yeah. They, um, okay. And like little and Romeo then, and things. Yeah. And then was there anybody that you thought you guys were going to click and it was just a little bathos awkward? It's rarely that awkward because I definitely try and like pull, I try and like, I try and like diffuse it. I will say somebody that I didn't think was going to want to be as talkative to me. And they ended, we ended up talking for 45 minutes and I usually only have them for like 10 or 15. We talked for so long and they invited me over to come hang out was Kelly and Sharon Osbourne. Uh, and, and we just ended up like gossiping for 45 minutes and like kikiing and they were like, oh, you're Andy's assistant. Oh my God. And we just like ended up dying over each other. And so that was really good. Sometimes talking to like children can be really hard. Like sometimes yeah. interviews, like we interview, I'm not, I'm not going to say the podcast cause I don't want to call them out, but it was two people, a guy and a girl and they came on to promote with their podcast and they were the biggest duds in the world. And after the interview wrapped, I was like, never again, can we have them on? Like, I can't even make them look good. Like they're so fucking bad. And everyone agreed. And I was just like this, like cut the interview, like cut the interview. I don't even want it to air. So it's rare. I mean, usually, you know, you're interviewing reality stars. They know how to bring it. They do know how to bring it. You know? They're the, hands down, my favorite people to interview at Sirius were reality TV stars. They're yeah. so fun. They're like out there. They're wide open. Like movie stars are tough. A lot. Because sometimes. Because they don't need you know it. Will, they don't need it. You know it. who will really blow your mind? A fucking comedian, man. There, I have I even knew some comedians that are like so. They take themselves so seriously. Rob Schneider. You've never met a more serious actor in your entire life. Like, oh, I my was God. Like, Sir, you deliver fart jokes in Adam Sandler movies. What is happening right now? I will say Jeff Foxworthy and I had like a really great conversation and he's like an amazing fun human being that you like really wouldn't expect and you're like, oh shit, all right. And if you're a Love Island fan, I just said Matthew Hoffman, who's the voice of Love Island, just come (gasps) on my show. He's like, tomorrow night. And he did the whole thing. Yeah, he's so good. He has my dream job. I realize my dream job is doing voiceover work where I get to be like really like fucking snarky and shady and that's the dream it's a dream it's a dream it's a dream you get to make fun of people in your sweatpants and make tons of money and be famous for your voice oh it's the best i will say i just interviewed carol baskin from tiger king (gasps) fame Um, i'm dead i'm dead well at the end of the interview you know i'm talking and i say the same things i'm like hey what's what's going on and at the end of the interview i go all right carol like thank you so much i hope you kill it on the dance floor (laughs) like an idiot like an idiot. Your girl's like a genius. I- like, like a, a shady, shady You fucking bitch. loser. Wait, say the loser in the <laughs> Long Island accent again. Well, he's such a loser. Wait, he's such a loser. You look him like a loser. <laughs> you look like a fucking loser. Right? Look like a I look like a fucking loser. I, 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 was, oh, I, love, I was like, I, I cannot believe I just said this to Carol Baskin. Please, dear God, forgive me. But, you know, she's doing it for the cats. And uh, as a cat sure. lady, 
Sure. Yeah. She's, I watch Dancing with the Stars now. She, oh, Darren, if you need somebody to come on and be a Dancing with the Stars expert, I'm your girl. Oh. Because I am I am addictively watching it now. Okay, good. Because we I, I we're never gonna... thought I'd be this person. I'm a basic, basic, basic but, bitch. I know, I know you have to go, but let me just ask you this. What do you think of Tyra hosting? I love it. I am such a Tyra stan. I know how to smize because of Tyra, true. which is really, really beneficial during mask wearing days. True, you know? true. People know that I'm friendly just from my smize. Thank you, Tyra. I love Tyra. Even if she's a weird ball of like bathos, I don't give a shit. She is a Tyra little bit of a weird wrong. ball of bathos. Like I thought she her is. first night, and granted it's live and it's a different thing than America's Next Top Model. Yes. I didn't yes. think she was a great host. Like she needed to have better transitions. But I think over time, I'm curious to see, just as a host myself, I mean, obviously yes. she's wildly more famous than I am, but I'm, I'm just, I'm looking for those things and I'm hoping she gets a little bit better, but I'm excited to have some fresh blood uh, on the stage this year. So we'll I wasn't see. a fan of Aaron Andrews, so I was like, bye. I like Tom Bergeron, though. I like him. Like, he's like a hosty host guy, you know? Tom Bergeron hosty just, host. he is. Just, but like, when you look at him, you're like, you're a host. You're either a host or a butler. Like, look at him. <laughs> like, Darren, yes. I love you. I, I could talk too. to you forever, but I have to go. You are correct. And you have to go because you are very busy interviewing all the stars. Yes, You all guys the stars. make sure to check it out. It's Monday through Thursday on PeopleTV.com. It's called Reality Check yes. with, of course, the amazing Darren Carp. She also has many a podcast. She has um, Scissoring Isn't a Thing with Liz Cully. Yes, Check I that do. out. Yes. And then also she has Martinis and Murder. Yes. And we have Brad so, Goreski coming on Scissoring this week. So uh, it's a I good love one. Brad. Old Bravo Ness, but he's married to Gary Janetti. And we talk about that. And it's just great stuff. So definitely take Brad. a listen. Taylor, friend, thank you friend. always for having me. I appreciate it, friend. <laughs> Friend, I appreciate you yeah. being here. Sorry, you have a name. It's Darren Carp. That's right, bitch. And you have a blue check mark. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write to my people at Instagram. I'm like, can you get this friend of mine a blue check? I was like, she's the friend to the stars. She's the friend of the stars. That's my new brand. Wow. I'm wow. just going to send it off the Daily Mail article to them. I'm like, see, she's written up. See? Wow. Bethany. Wow. Yeah. By the way, a good way to get a blue check mark is to create a fake profile of yourself and then write to Instagram and say someone's uh, creating a fake profile of me and then they'll give you a blue check mark so people know that you're famous so i tr- i tried that wow <laughs> don't admit it out loud please please uh, well just friend over here telling the truth nothing yeah. that matters because nobody knows my fucking name yeah i mean my god well, all right well, friends you guys well follow darren at carpe darren yes. on instagram darren thank you so much for joining me i love you to bits and pieces I-, I love you too bye girl bye And you guys, that's it for us. Uh, Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with another amazing podcast on Taste a Friend. Until then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.